Enterprise Digital Podcast with Ian Aitchison and Barclay Ray, navigating the ever-expanding service management maze. Well, hello, it's another episode of the Enterprise Digital Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Um, coming towards the end of 2040, no, 23. And we're still here. Will we still be here in 2040 talking about stuff? Who knows? My name is Barclay Ray, and I am joined once more by the uh, irascible Ian Aitchison. Hello, Barclay. The number today is six. What is the number six? The number six is the number of coffee mugs sitting next to me on my desk here. Oh, I thought you got something about the devil or... um, Something metaphysical was going to come there. I, I parked up there. I've just got two here, but I've I've refilled them both several times. Quite often, I have noticed that when you come to these um, sessions, you bring with you off the oven um, of the oven of doom. You bring some trivia. Do you have such such cakes today? Uh, I do. Yes, I do. I, of course, I come with trivia, Barclay. You know that. I always mm. come with trivia. Um, interesting facts little nuggets of fascination and this uh, this week's nugget of fascination uh, as we've often been circling around the topic of ai that one's popping up quite a lot um but this week i was particularly entertained to hear that um living human cells have been brought together and coordinated by ai and are able to identify the voice of an individual from hundreds of sound clips now, this is in the New Scientist, so fairly well regarded. Balls of human brain cells linked to a computer have been used to perform a very basic form of speech recognition. The hope is such systems will use less energy for AI tasks than silicon chips. How about that? Balls of human brain cells. Yes. I, I'm disturbed by this image of <laughs> human yes. brain cells as balls. <laughs> <laughs> But they'd recognise you. They'd recognise it was you immediately from your your Scottish twang. <laughs> yeah. So what do they do? Sorry, I, I didn't get past that part. I, I think perhaps. it was a, an uh, an experiment in principle, just to prove that it's possible that brain organoids, as they're known, brain organoids, organoid, oh. all of human brain cell, um, can perform basic recognition of human voices from a series of sound. Um, files transmitted to them. A few millimetres wide, 100 million nerve cells in each one. Oh, I don't really, I'm not sure. I mean, one thing that I do remember learning years ago when I was looking at languages and get, trying to learn or not learn languages was that a lot of the vowel sounds and accent sounds we learn really very, very early on, you know, like a few months old. Um, and some of the some of the odd vowel sounds that to you or I would sound the same, like "oo" and "oo," to a Scandinavian person or you know other languages, um, they learn the distinction between that when they are incredibly underdeveloped. You know, just young children. So I wonder if there's something really intuitive in there that primitive, yeah. But anyway, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So um, maybe we should move on. Yes, probably best. Probably best. Where does AI fit in with this, or does it not? Um, 
Uh, AI was used to coordinate, to bring together uh, the cells in a way. I'm just skimming through trying to tell you the answer to that. Uh. No, 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 no. I can't tell you. Well, we shall. We uh, I'll wait with. Maybe, yeah. Maybe AI is in the title there, particularly to attract our attention, because we all know AI is the hot topic at the moment, which comes up in every search and every piece of social media. Yeah, and and I think we mentioned the last session and. feedback from some of the conferences was that actually well whilst that is the case there is a lot of um interest and, and discussion and concern around the people part of that the human part and the ethical part i think there's people there's ethics and there's business and and how do we how do we manage all those things in the um workplace yes the ethics and human factor of ai in the workplace i think is uh, is not deeply enough discussed we're all very excited about innovation gpt 4.5 rumors that came around in the last 24 hours about to be launched google, oh google gemini oh did you see that that was amazing the video Google Gemini. If you haven't seen it, you really should. It's amazing. But it's all technical innovation. What's the impact on the people? I'm unlikely to be impressed by it. I, I, I can tell you now. <laughs> no matter how impressive it is. Well, no, I, I may, I'm, I'm open to being impressed, but generally, from my heritage, I, I find it challenging. What, what, what were the high spots? But the Google Gemini thing, there's a little video Yeah. that came out, which, by the way, Actually, there's two sides to this story. Look, we're off and running already, aren't we? We're off and Yeah, running. we're up. The Yeah. first one is Google announced Gemini, uh, which they claimed beat uh, ChatGPT in, I think, 32 out of 34 measures of AI ability and competence. So it came out very, very strong with this as their new forthcoming multimodal AI that's coming. What does multimodal mean? Uh, it means the AI operates across... text chat, camera, voice, audio, and any other sense that you can bring to deliver code, all sorts of different things. It's not just like chat GPT, it's not just chat. And the exciting thing about it is a video came out from Google which showed this AI and a human being drawing pictures on a piece of paper and the AI jumping to the most extraordinary accurate conclusions, playing games like hide the little ball under the three cups, move them around, and the AI tells you which cup the ball is under accurately. Um, all sorts of uh, very, very clever, remarkable things. I'd recommend anybody look it up. It's in YouTube, Google Gemini video. They then came out with the rather fascinating, no, not very fascinating, they came out with the very obvious fact that this was a partly uh, artificially constructed video. And a lot of people in social media very distressed about the fact that Google were demoing something that had been edited. And in fact, they kind of faked a couple of steps. So it wasn't actually responding to the voice prompts. There were text prompts in the background that were leading it to do the things that it did. And that's just a fascinating discussion of, it's a natural fact that all software vendors, uh, as they are reviewing their exciting new code, sometimes that new code is not yet completely finished, but they still need to preview it. And so they 
link it together and say, well, this bit will be working by the time we ship it. But for now, we're showing you how it will work using this and that and the other, which is completely normal. There is no vendor out there that hasn't done that. As in two months before the launch, what you see in that preview is uh, showing you what, what will be coming. If it was completed code, it would be shipping on that day. And of course, they're ahead of that. Um, but everybody got very upset about that with the with the Gemini demo for a bit and then calmed down. It'll be very exciting when it launches in, uh, they say, January. Sure. You heard it here first. Software shipped that is not. Oh, no, it's not shipped. No, this is this is pre-shipping. This is, um, yeah, pre, pre-launch. So I think it's completely reasonable. It's unfair to criticize a vendor for showing you what they're just about to launch while the paint is still wet and while they have to say, step over this hole in the floor while we come into mm. the new kitchen we've built. Well, indeed. Um, and you mentioned something. You, I think I thought you were going to mention the the brain balls there again. No, I wasn't going to. But I, I, I'll take us back to the fact the brain balls, by the way, um, have been brought together into a system which has a name, and the name of that system is Brainaware. <laughs> Brainaware. Brainaware. <laughs> or no brainware. Indeed, I prefer no brainware. Okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna just do a brief quick resume review of the year do that so let's take let's have a a pause for a, a piece of um chocolate cake and uh, a peppermint tea and then we'll resume my goodness that peppermint tea was refreshing all set to go. <laughs> so, um, what sort of year? I mean, let, let's just briefly. We're not going to spend hours on this. We, we spent quite a lot of time chatting already. But twenty twenty three. What kind of year has this been in our industry? And we'll talk about it individually a little bit later. But for, for the industry, what what are the main headlines? I don't think there've been many major shifts in the industry. I don't see massive headline names that have disappeared or been swallowed up one by another down or any of that. I think we've been, as a broad industry, fairly static. I continue to see the convergence of traditional service management with the new world of um, digital employee experience management decks and, and end user computing management or unified endpoint management, those, those areas, those three overlapping circles uh, are getting closer and closer and closer together in my mind as we look at the the industry marketplace and I see events back up and running we talked on a few episodes about the healthy state of the events that provide the the sparks that keep the the wheel turning that has been positive that we've 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 got back on on board with um all, all the major events, I think, are, are, are back one way or another, and um, we've seen them all being well attended and having value. I think we said previously that the recent events did seem to have no single technology main line other, other than AI, of course, but that actually the focus is very much on the people and the and the human side and that I think we'll see more of that because those questions I mean they, we do hear people talking about well let's stop everything for a bit and then just reflect on where this is going ethically do we end up with 
Hal taking over and killing us all, as we said last time, or or actually, do, are we going to find a cure for you know various diseases and and you know um, does that mean that the brain balls will actually provide some some value? But that that's been very positive. I I, I mean I I would have thought that the the convergence is is the thing. It's very hard to differentiate now between when we talk about different types of experience. We're talking about human experience mostly, and and then into the what we're doing and how we do it with whether that's AI or or whatever it doesn't really matter. It's it's all just kind of coming together, isn't it? Do you yes. think? That? Yeah, they're, they're, I think they were very distinct distinct worlds, and mm. the technology and the human factors and how you use the technology to affect humans' ability to do their to do their job. I think that's all converging into uh, into one view. Which I which I think is good. I think we we talk a lot. We have talked a lot about service management and ITSM. Uh, even though we started on ESM, we found ourselves this year talking a lot more. I think about the IT side of that. Uh, and I think one thing I've observed this year, which I mentioned in a couple of others, as I think this recognition that it's not just about resolving incidents faster or fulfilling requests more accurately. It's about eliminating the requirement for an incident and eliminating the requirement for a request, eliminating the the source of the work rather than the efficiency of how we do the work. I think that's a really interesting change in perspective. It takes us to the idea of problem management, right? And you do Yeah, I do. And and this year has been, I think, a really good one. Probably in my career the best yet for problem management more organizations talking about it doing it i was very fortunate just about a year ago to to get involved and do the and lead the problem management practice guide and training course right which i know has and i actually had a lot of good feedback from people this year who've been on it saying it's great um but i'm just i'm just seeing more people really getting to it and going we're not going to keep doing this you know we're we're going to really focus on looking at our p3 and p4 incidents and getting rid of them why do we have them you know and and why are they sitting there and they're the ones you know it's death by a thousand cuts and didn't we have a guest on one of our sessions and i apologize guest that i can't remember which one you were that said this but was talking about time and money and was talking about those p3s those p4s those little issues actually each one of them takes five ten minutes three minutes, two minutes. But if you have 10 of those a day and 10 people taking those 10 times a day. That was Roy. Roy was talking about, Roy Atkinson was was talking about summing it all up. And those numbers are staggering when Mm. you scale. When you scale those numbers across a year and you take it right to the employee and the impact on the employee and you scale their numbers up, becomes massive. Yeah. And we had Hank, Marcus, it is Marcus, it's not, yeah. On talking about that as well, about you know getting into that. Um, so we we've had some good, really good um, guest sessions this year. I must admit. Who's yeah. your Who's your favourite? Or My what do you think? Val. I I hadn't met Val before actually, uh, but I loved her coming talking about how she leads uh, a massive team in BT, once British Telecom, now BT. Um, enormous organization doing great technical stuff and her leadership philosophy and and the way she approaches being i remember talking about being visible and being 
repeating no. the mantra and reminding everybody the direction they're heading and why and you know, I thought she was great. I really enjoyed that. That would be my highlight of the year, I think. That was a great session. And I mean, I I, I know her um, through bits and pieces of, of work and connections and so on. She's, she's really inspiring, great leader. And, you know, if you, if you want, if you want um, just some good guidance on how to manage and lead people, then look no further. Moving on a little bit, what, I mean, we, we've had a, we've had a year where we've done quite a lot of, uh, maybe not as many podcasts as we did the first two years. I don't think this, this is our third year now. Uh, we're up to we're into the eighties, so we're doing probably twenty five, thirty a year, something like that. And we, we've, I mean, what's been your personal highs of the year, personal challenges of the year, Ian? What? Oh uh, yeah, it's um, it's oh, what an interesting year it's been sharing sharing with you the year that it's been for me. So my year this year has been dominated by a, something I've not talked about on the podcast before, a health crisis. Um, and uh, going through that and spending some time off work, actually, uh, and having a, a, a large and fairly significant operation and then coming out the other side and recovering, reminding me the importance of uh, a supportive employer, uh, a good healthcare scheme if you have one with your employer, and uh, the importance of an employer that looks after their staff when they go through those unexpected curveballs where suddenly, you know, work becomes much less important for a period of time. It, it is just, you know, so uh, on one level, I mean, that's that's been, has been, uh, must have been an incredible challenge, but I think we're we're all delighted to to hear and, and, and see that you've come through that and you're doing well and, well back on the road to recovery, not recovered. But yes, I mean, it, it just shows we do talk about employers and managers and leaders and the value of employee satisfaction and happiness and whatever words we use, it's about people, isn't it? It's, it's all about how we look after people and how we support people. So yeah, yeah. it's no, great no, to hear you. that you're, you're, you've come through a difficult time. But um, Thank you. Yeah, and I have. Thank you. It's an interesting thing as well, perhaps uh, between you, uh, the differences between you and I, Barclay, because you know, famously, you're you're a uh, self-employed individual, and you run your your multiple dimensions of activity under the the Barclay Ray banner. Uh, I I've not done that. I've always worked as an employee mm. of an organisation. Uh, in both cases, I and I won't ask you on a podcast, but I would encourage you to make sure you have good healthcare coverage because when these things come up. You never know they're coming, and it really, really pays off to have that, to have that um, backup uh, of some some coverage that can shortcut things. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, well, I mean, I, um, Touchwood, I haven't had to use that sort of thing yet. As we speak today, I, I, I attain a new age of enlightenment. Ah, so now we come to this, of course. Let's uh, not forget, it is your birthday. It is actually my birthday, and I'm 305 today. So, um, it's just feel, well, and on one hand, I feel about 15, and the other hand, I feel about 305. So, yep, that's all good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, on, on the being self employed front, I, I, I've had quite a change myself this year. And, and, and actually, I must really call out Alan Berkson for this because he, he was, 
Hello, Alan. We had a few chats at the start of the year, and and he didn't tell me what to do, but he just woke me up to a couple of things and and triggered them in my mind as to what I should be doing. So probably at some point I had to make a plan as to you know what I'm going to do and when I would stop and how I would slow down and so on. So I, I have taken action on that and I'm delighted to have brought Steve um, Steve Cave into the into the fold working with me. That's That's been a fantastic development and want to do more of that as we go so that rather than just working for me, myself and, and you know, I, I suppose I could fire myself eventually, um, make myself redundant, but um, to, to make something a bit more sustainable. And that's, sustainable is, is the other word that I've been looking at this year, spent quite a bit of time yeah. looking at yeah. that, participating in the Simon Wardley thing about sustainability and trying to I was develop. Call Simon out as one of our highlights, by the way, and then I noticed it was actually right at the end of last year, it was December last year. So when it was. Year, we had him on, I think it was the 20th of December or something. So a year, a year back, yeah. yeah. Amazing, amazing podcast episode that was, I thought. Great. Yeah, I mean, they're all there now. We, we have moved the podcast to a slightly different web presence it's more of a landing page now because we were maintaining the bar and everything that was taking up quite a bit of our time and energy so we've migrated all that over um and also we were using things like um digging up information from our previous from from our um back catalog if you like so we're producing content of that on that regularly um which is great so yeah, it's been a, a really interesting year on a number of fronts. At my first trip to India, I'm going back next year. Haven't been to the States this year, although we've been besieged by the Americans the last three or four months. In a good way, that's, of course. Yeah. Well, I got to go to Pink this year, which was nice. Um, so I did get the Pink conference. Um, oh, you but, did? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did. So it's nice for me to get back on back on travel and to get back over to the Bellagio once more in Las Vegas, which is always great fun. Yes, I missed the Bellagio this year for various reasons. But um, yeah, I would love to be doing that again sometime sometime soon. Um, and I'm sure I'll be making a trip across the prawn, the prond, yeah, next year as well. I haven't been drinking yet. Still um, better start soon, actually. Let's get towards the end of the day. So I mean we've we've had a, a, an interesting year and there's much more to come and and just briefly then what what would be your I think when in the new year we'll probably have a discussion about um the year ahead and we're also going to run some sort of AI focused podcasts um with one or two other venerable types in the industry um but what would you be looking for from next year Ian, just to sum up I think, uh, I mean, obviously, when you ask me these questions, I think first to the technology vendor space in in our industry. That's where I, my brain always kind of starts. And I feel like we were taking a breath this year while all of the the technology vendors were consuming these new capabilities that came around. And I think we said recently, I don't think they've really impacted yet. So I think we'll see some very, very big shifts 
um, some of the early things that are just coming out, we'll see the big shifts impacting next year. So I'm thinking about the way we use the tools to do the work we do inside IT and beyond, going back to our roots with this podcast. I think we, we've we taken a breath while we've been consuming the new possibilities, and I think we exhale those new possibilities next year. And so that's where I think we'll see some very big shifts where uh, vendor X announces something and vendor Y, Z, A, B, and C go, oh, yikes, what the heck? And uh, that'll be really interesting and people's ability to work will change. Does that, just a question on that, does that naturally prejudice the big guys against the little guys or not? Oh, there's a whole conversation about the the innovator's dilemma. As it's known, as you become bigger, it's harder and harder to innovate. The more customers you've got, the harder it is to innovate, which is why disruption happens from small organizations very often, unless a large organization takes the effort to, to carve out or to invest very, very heavily in not being locked into their current business model, but enabling innovation. So yeah, I think it would come either way. What you often see are large vendors will acquire a technology. So that exciting technology we can't see yet that's out there. There may be there with a small startup that's done something extraordinary, maybe about to be acquired by one of the big vendors across the service endpoint experience space. And then suddenly those big vendors will take a leap forward. They didn't innovate it, but they could afford to buy it and scale it. So perhaps, yeah, in conclusion, I think you typically see these things through the larger ones, but they come first from the small. Yeah, I mean, I, that may be speeded up. And in the past, it, it, it was the big guys left the little guys to innovate and then they would buy them. But I think what we're saying, what you're saying now is that they get bought up qu pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, it, it, it's everything's accelerated on that path. So the time to deliver new capabilities in products has just accelerated even over the last two years, let alone after the 10 or 15 years before that. And that means that the time for new capabilities to be brought on board, consumed and distributed out is sped up massively as well. Everything moves much faster. Uh, and I think um, you're asking me about next year. I think that's, you know, we'll see some big, big shifts in what's possible with technology. Well, we shall look forward to that. For you, what are your thoughts about next year, Barclay? Oh, um, well, I mean, I just hope on on the industry side, I, I think I would like to see the convergence continue and, and be and be practical. I mean, I'd probably like to see less, as I probably say this every year, I'd probably like to see less hype about everything, everything new and shiny all the time. And, uh, you know, you hear people saying, oh, right, well, you know, AI has got 18 months, you know, and then we move on to something else, which may or may not be true. I don't know. But I tend to stick with the sort of things that probably will persist because that's kind of <laughs> what there's, there's, I, that's I am. No, there's a foundation of, of uh, the basics that remains constant. The, 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 there is a foundation, but... I suppose my area of interest really is 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 people and and business. So, you know, the, those things still require people and you know good business direction and so on. The way that we use and leverage technology continues to change and improve and develop and so on. But ultimately, somewhere there's there's a person, you know, 
um, that and, and and a business and and money in and out that needs to happen or or services in and out that need to happen. So my interest is making sure that 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 gets done in the in the best way possible for all involved and not just about making money, not just about numbers, but also making sure that people are supported and protected in that. So that's my area of interest. I mean, I hope to just be able to continue doing what I do and a little bit more and, and expand the business, et cetera. But um, yep, it's all, it's all good. We've had a, we've had a, a, a quick chat today. I'm sure we'll, we'll do more of that looking forward um, in the new year. And also, as, as I mentioned, we'll do a little bit more around about AI um, and some of those impacts on that. But for now, I think it's time to say um, happy Christmas and Merry New oh, Year, oh, oh. whatever. Um, and of course, the report- listeners can't see that I'm in my Santa Claus costume, my Father Christmas costume. They can't see that. And thank you for not mentioning it, either Barclay, but I am fully clad in red with a beard. Yeah, I'm, I'm dressed as a giant squirrel today. Once more. Again, <laughs> Once- goodness sake. How many more times? Um- and and we'll finish with with uh, with our favourite um, glass of prosecco in the bar and uh, a, a nice cheese and ham sandwich as as we've as we've defined this year. Okay, um, thanks for that, Ian. We'll see you all soon next year. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.